Welcome to Talk Nation Radio, a half-hour discussion of politics as if the people mattered. I'm David Swanson. It is my great pleasure to welcome to Talk Nation Radio this week Maria Zakharova, who is an activist and a public lecturer based in Odessa, Ukraine. She has been a strong supporter of the Council of Mothers of May 2nd, which represents relatives of the scores of progressives murdered at Odessa's House of Trade Unions by a right-wing mob on May 2nd, 2014, just a few months after the coup that overthrew the democratically elected president of Ukraine. Ever since the massacre, Zakharova has been promoting the demand of the Council of Mothers for an international investigation into who was responsible for the murders, addressing this issue at meetings, conferences, rallies across Europe and in the United States. Zakharova is a graduate of Odessa National Technic University with a degree in computer engineering. She holds a doctorate in social psychology and is currently pursuing studies in the field of scientific community. Maria Zakharova, welcome to Talk Nation Radio. I'm very glad to be here on your radio station. Thank you very much for your call. Thank you. Maria Zakharova, I should clarify that there is another Maria Zakharova who is the Director of Information for the Russian Ministry of Foreign Affairs. That's not you, right? (laughs) No, it's not me. I I did not know before about this woman. This is just uh, the name like my... (laughs) Just happens to have the same name. Um, So. So what can you tell us, uh, uh, remind people, what happened five years ago in Ukraine, and and what should we know about the history of Ukraine uh, leading up to five years ago, so that we can understand it? Okay, I think anybody know that Ukraine is a country of Eastern Europe that was part of the Soviet Union before it collapsed. It proclaimed independence in 1999. 91. And uh, it is geographically uh, is the largest country in Europe, which has 2,600 kilometers of common border with Russia. After proclaiming independence, uh, Ukraine uh, declared itself a neutral state. And it was a very hard period in our country of the late 19th and early 2000s in, uh, in Ukraine multi-level intervention by West at all spheres of economic, political, and cultural and social life. It's important to say uh, that the interests of West uh, in Eastern Europe are quite understandable. So after the after the difficult period of the of the 1990s and early 2000s, then what happened? Um, then. Um, in uh, 2000, for the first time in NATO history, the annual meeting of the main political body of NATO, the North Atlantic Council, was held outside of NATO members' countries in Kiev, in the capital of Ukraine. And on April uh, 2004, Ukraine's parliament passed a law or free access of NATO forces to the territory of Ukraine. 
So in the year 2000, NATO met in Ukraine, and Ukraine passed a law that that NATO forces could simply access Ukraine. Uh, But Ukraine was not and still is not a member of NATO, right? Still not. Uh, And uh, next was the period where when the head of government, uh, Viktor Yanukovych, made a statement that Ukraine was not ready to join NATO. Uh, he argued that only a small part of Ukrainian society, just about 20% of population, support Ukrainians' joining of NATO. Therefore, it was too early to talk about that. And... Uh, after uh, when uh, Viktor Yanukovych came to power, he became a president of Ukraine in 2010. The questions on, of Ukraine's entry into NATO was frozen. And uh, after that, United States and NATO took it very skeptically. And uh, the United States show, showed uh, readiness to support the change in the position of the Ukrainian government. It is now becoming clear why the United States made so much effort to change the course in Ukraine in uh, subsequent years. And uh, it is clear why they want to make a coup in our country. Why? Uh, Why does the United States want to do that? They want to put Ukraine into NATO. And uh, when uh, President Yanukovych, he was a uh, pro-Russian president, and he don't want uh, to put Ukraine into NATO. That's why the uh, uh, United States want to change the government, change the, the course, uh, political course in Ukraine, into uh, pro-American. And and what steps Maria Zakharova did did the United States take to interfere in Ukrainian government? Oh, uh, this is uh, a lot of steps because uh, since nineties uh, and uh, early two thousands, uh, United States the uh, corrupt of Ukrainian elite. First of all, uh, expense, uh, giving expensive, expensive laws, loans given by IMF. These laws uh, are so huge, and uh, the eastern interests of them is so great that many future generations of Ukrainians will have to pay for them. The next is financing NGOs in Ukraine. There was a lot of American foundations, for example, Soros Foundation and the National Endowment for Democracy. Uh, they are paying um, a lot of uh, um, paying a lot of money to our NGOs. Uh, and they want to they want to to train our opposition. And they training uh, our journalists how to make uh, interne- uh, informational war. They uh, financing and new media. 
and uh, they making kind of thing to make a big opposition in our country that will bring Ukraine to another political way. And so what happened five years ago, uh, and uh-huh. what is the investigation that you are still demanding? Five years ago, a corrupt uh, pro-Russian president was replaced by a core, but, uh, pro, uh, but by pro-Western president. As a result of a coup, a coup. <laughs> I'm sorry, and uh, it was a big uh, tragedy in our city, in Odessa, on May 2nd, uh, when the opponents of the coup were burned alive. The civil war started in our country and has been going on for five years. And, and what happened at the... House of Trade Unions. Um, it was a big tragedy um, because uh, it was peaceful demonstration of uh, and peaceful camp of uh, the people who not support. They want to make civilization in our country. They were uh, put to the House of Trade Unions, and this house was burned by Molotov uh, cocktails. And uh, the people who were uh, trying to save their lives, uh, they were killed and they were uh, beaten by pro-Maidan radicals. And uh, it was at least four, 48 uh, people burned and died. And, and why are you unable to get the sort of investigation you're looking for? Uh, now what is the key about this? Because uh, anybody who wants this investigation, they are, uh, are followed by our secret service and uh, a lot of political prisoners in Odessa and in Ukraine. And anybody who is interested on this topic, uh, they are, uh, the government tried to shut down and to close the people, people. Nobody wants this investigation. Nobody in government support make We're speaking with Maria Zakharova, who is an activist and public lecturer from Odessa, Ukraine. Maria, uh, you're in Washington, D.C. for events opposing NATO's 70th anniversary celebration, correct? Yes. Um, and uh, I should say people can, can find out about some of these events at no2nato.org. Uh, When I talk to people about the events we're doing and about opposing NATO, Maria, I'm often told that we need NATO to protect the world from Russia, that Russia is seizing Ukraine, Russia is taking over Ukraine, uh, Russia is threatening uh, the peaceful nations of the world. How do you respond to that uh, idea? I think uh, I, I, um, NATO was established as an organization who have uh, to um, who have to defend the uh, West from Soviet Union. It was in 1949, but still that uh, we are not uh, now. We are not NATO, is, uh, and uh, it seems to me that now. Uh, NATO became a tool to uh, 
exercise countries in favor of the U.S. national interest. 1999, bombing of Yugoslavia. It was the first time in the history when the United States showed that uh, they uh, are not supposed uh, they show make clear to the world that the period of international law was over because they show that they can now it uh, became possible to start to seize uh, territories on the basis of national interests by demonstrating and using force. Now, now it's very important because after our coup and after this five year of civil war in Ukraine, now we are our. Uh, I see. I think that uh, you see, uh, we are on verge at achieving the main U.S. strategic goal because the strategic course for obtaining full full membership in NATO is now enshrined in our Constitution of Ukraine. Uh, it uh, was happened this year in February, in February 21. It entered into force this law. That's why I think that uh, all this was done to put NATO to the long border with Russia. So that no. I don't think that Russia is uh, danger for Ukraine. I think the real danger is the United States. So Maria Zakharova, there is now uh, another election in Ukraine. Do you expect this to make any difference in terms of Ukraine's relationship to NATO and the West or to Russia? Uh, yes. Yesterday it was elections in Ukraine, and uh, there are two candidates who um, pass uh, the first uh, first step of elections and come to the second tour. Uh, that what uh, that will be uh, at the April twenty one, twenty first. Now it's uh, our president Poroshenko come to the second tour, and uh, the new candidate Zelensky. Uh, he is showman, and it was unexpected result because a lot of people voted for him just because. Uh, He's a new person in politics, and he never was in politics, and nobody knows what to expect from this uh, situation. And uh, it seems to me that he was uh, elected because uh, because he is new. <laughs> so it's... And, uh, the people want uh, want uh, to to see new opportunities, something new. Uh, not the uh, former course curse of Ukraine that now exists. It, 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 I have to say it worries me because in the United States, this is a man who plays the president on a television show uh, in an election to be an actual president. The United States has elected a man who was never in politics, who played a big, important guy on a television show, uh, and people hoped for something new and different, and they got the disaster that is Donald Trump. Uh, so I'm a little, I'm a little <laughs> bit worried. 
about Ukraine. Uh, Donald Trump is not just a showman. He is a big businessman. <laughs> and Zelensky is uh, just showman. <laughs> is he a, is he a pro Western showman or a pro Russian showman? Or he's not pro Western, not pro Russian. He's uh, actor. <laughs> he's an actor. He's an actor. Yes, <laughs> I don't know what to wait from this, because uh, he, uh, he can show. Uh, I, we know that. Uh, do you know uh, Ukrainian oligarch? Uh, he, he, his name is Igor Kolomoisky. He's uh, standing behind uh, Zelensky, and uh, it seems to me he will manage him. Well, we will mm-hmm. see what happens. Um, as you're in Washington D.C. for the No to NATO, Yes to Peace events, are you uh, are you speaking with uh, people from the United States, and are they asking you questions about Ukraine? I know that uh, a, a lot of people in the United States tell me that Russia seizing Crimea is the biggest threat to peace in the world. Uh, how do you respond to that idea? I, I think that uh, Russia is uh, uh, the first. Uh, it was a refer- referendum. It's uh, uh, right uh, word in English. A referendum. Yes, yes, a referendum. The yeah. the people of yeah. Crimea voted. The people voted for this, and uh, I know Crimea very well because I uh, often was there, uh, often visited Crimea, and uh, I know that. Uh, uh, maybe ninety percent of Crimea people are Russian. That's why uh, I think that they wanted to come to Russia at first. And the second one uh, is that I think that uh, Russia don't uh, they they uh, has interest uh, not. Uh, to uh, they cannot allow NATO bases into, into Crimea. It's uh, very understandable. It's like uh, it's like Russia put uh, military bases, uh, for example, to Mexico or uh, very close to the United States. Right. It seems to me the United States <laughs> don't support <laughs> this. You know. Uh, it, it does not, no. Uh, I guess there are Russian troops now in Venezuela. Uh, how, do, how does the United States' action toward Venezuela in, in recent months uh, compare to what you've seen the United States do in Ukraine? It seems to me, I, I see the situation is very similar. Uh, and uh, we know that uh, United States' interest in Venezuela is oil, and they want uh, to control this country. And I see, think that uh, it, it is uh, two methods uh, that use United States and the world uh, to make control under the country. The first is uh, coup, like in Ukraine, or like in other countries, uh, we know, or uh, this is military invasion. So I think that we can expect uh, one of these two steps. And uh, I think that what to, what to wait of uh, Venezuela people, I think that situation closer uh, more civilities with uh, Syria or Libya than with Ukraine. That's why I think 
I think, uh, but uh, it depends on uh, how quickly oligarchs and political elites of United States need to control this region. If uh, they want uh, to do it fast, then um, it can be military invasion, or like in Syria, or like in Libya. Or uh, if they have uh, time and want to do it slowly, then we can expect destabilization and chaotization and training opposition forming uh, this opposition uh, and uh, forming new media and a uh, long way that lead to coup. But to my mind, uh, the first, uh, first variant is more expectable than second. Uh, I, I I hope not. Um, the I hope not. Uh, I hope that this NATO NATO conference and NATO NATO uh, march and all activities of peaceful people they they can help because the people don't want new. I, I certainly hope so, too. Uh, again, people can go to no2nato.org and find information and videos and events to take part in. We, with just a, a few minutes left, Maria Zakharova, what, it, it seems that NATO's biggest focus beyond uh, anything in South America or Georgia or other countries is still Ukraine. Uh, the, the NATO website has parts of, has some of its articles in in English, French, and Ukrainian. Uh, they, they seem to be uh, very focused on reaching people in Ukraine. Uh, what can what can people in the United States or anywhere else do uh, to help uh, the people of Ukraine, and, and in particular to help uh, the Council of Mothers of May second uh, with your demands for for accountability? Well, you know uh, that this year is the first. Uh, 5th anniversary of the tragedy of my second in Odessa. And uh, we call upon all people in the world who fight for the peace and justice to join us in commemoration or, uh, of this massacre. And uh, we uh, ask, please, uh, come out to demonstrations uh, in your cities and in your states to demand uh, investigation of this tragedy and justice for the victims. Uh, very good. May 2nd, uh, we, May 2nd will, yes. we will have uh, information at notonato.org and worldbeyondwar.org. Uh, Maria Zakharova, thank you for everything you're doing and for coming on Talk Nation Radio. Well, thank you very much for calling me. Uh, it's a great honor to me to speak with you here in your show. Thank you very much. <laughs> NATO is coming to Washington, D.C. to mark 70 years since its creation on April 4, 1949. NATO is the largest military alliance in the world with the largest military spending, roughly three-quarters of the world's total. 
and nuclear stockpiles. While claiming to, quote, preserve peace, NATO has violated international law and bombed Bosnia and Herzegovina, Kosovo, Serbia, Afghanistan, Pakistan, and Libya. NATO has exacerbated tensions with Russia and increased the risk of nuclear apocalypse. The notion that supporting NATO is a way to cooperate with the world ignores superior, non-deadly ways to cooperate with the world. War is a leading contributor to the growing global refugee and climate crises, the basis for the militarization of the police, a top cause of the erosion of civil liberties, and a catalyst for racism and bigotry. We are calling for the abolition of NATO, the promotion of peace, the redirection of resources to human and environmental needs, and the demilitarization of our cultures. Instead of celebrating NATO's 70th anniversary, we're celebrating peace on April 4th in commemoration of Martin Luther King Jr.'s speech against war on April 4, 1967, as well as his assassination on April 4, 1968. Martin Luther King Jr. said on April 4, 1967, quote, As I have walked among the desperate, rejected, and angry young men, I have told them, that Molotov cocktails and rifles would not solve their problems. I have tried to offer them my deepest compassion while maintaining my conviction that social change comes most meaningfully through nonviolent action. But they asked, and rightly so, what about Vietnam? They asked if our own nation wasn't using massive doses of violence to solve its problems, to bring about the changes it wanted. Their questions hit home. And I knew that I could never again raise my voice against the violence of the oppressed in the ghettos without having first spoken clearly to the greatest purveyor of violence in the world today, my own government. For the sake of those boys, for the sake of this government, for the sake of the hundreds of thousands trembling under our violence, I cannot be silent. End quote. While Donald Trump once blurted out the obvious, that NATO is obsolete, he subsequently professed his commitment to NATO and began pressuring NATO members to buy more weapons. In fact, Trump has evicted Russian diplomats, sanctioned Russian officials, put missiles practically on Russia's border, sent weapons into Ukraine, lobbied European nations to drop Russian energy deals, left the Iran Agreement, torn up the INF Treaty, rejected Russia's offers on banning weapons in space and banning cyber war, expanded NATO eastward, added a NATO partner in Colombia, proposed adding Brazil, demanded and successfully moved most NATO members to buy significantly more weapons, splurged on more nukes, bombed Russians in Syria, overseen the largest war rehearsals in Europe in half a century, tried to overthrow the government of Venezuela and demanded that Russia stay out, condemned all proposals for a European military, insisting that Europe stick with NATO. Can one imagine a worse candidate about which to fantasize servitude to Vladimir Putin? NATO 
has pushed the weaponry and the hostility and the massive so-called war games right up to the border of Russia. NATO has waged aggressive wars far from the North Atlantic, has added a partnership with Colombia, abandoning all pretense of its purpose being in the North Atlantic. NATO is used to free the U.S. Congress from the responsibility and the right to oversee the atrocities of U.S. wars. NATO is used as cover by NATO member governments to join U.S. wars under the pretense that they are somehow more legal or acceptable. NATO is used as cover to illegally and recklessly share nuclear weapons with supposedly non-nuclear nations. NATO is used to assign nations the responsibility to go to war if other nations go to war, and therefore to be prepared for war. NATO's militarism threatens the Earth's environment. NATO's wars fuel racism and bigotry and erode our civil liberties while draining our wealth. We must say no to NATO, yes to peace, yes to prosperity, yes to a sustainable environment, yes to civil liberties, yes to education, yes to a culture of nonviolence and kindness and decency, yes to remembering April 4th as a day associated with the work for peace of Martin Luther King Jr. For more information, go to notonato.org. This is Talk Nation Radio. I'm David Swanson. Take action at rootsaction.org. Help end war at worldbeyondwar.org. All past shows can be heard at davidswanson.org. Talk Nation Radio is produced in Charlottesville, Virginia, and syndicated by Pacifica Network. If you are listening to a nonprofit station, please support that station. Talk Nation Radio is funded by contributors at davidswanson.org. There is no way to peace. Peace is the way. Until next time.